Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there's ever been. Call him. Make an appointment like I did 27 years ago. I've never looked back. My teeth feel terrific. 317-849-2933. What a weekend. Everybody won. It's fantastic. The Indianapolis Colts yesterday, 41-21 winners over the Detroit Lions up in Detroit. They put the Lions away. This was nice. You wonder, week after week after week, what's going to happen? Because you think, okay, this team's not that good. And I told you last week, I said, look, don't fall for the fool's gold, okay? Five and two, it, it, given the quality of the opponents that the Colts have played, Let's tap the brakes a little bit. This is not a Super Bowl team, all right? Yesterday, they looked pretty damn good, though, against a Detroit Lions team that is now 3-4. and four. But the Colts were able to do exactly what they wanted to do. They controlled the defensive pace of the game, right? They, they hit their shots periodically. They were able to run up points, and they scored on defense. They lead the NFL in interceptions with 11. This is a competent team. On the defensive side of the ball, when they're healthy, they're really good. Danico Autry, well, you know what? Let's just get to the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, uh, Kenny Moore's pick six. When you get a pick six, when you're able to score defensively, you got a hell of a chance to win a game. And that really changed the momentum of the game and changed the tone of the game. Kenny Moore's pick six, absolutely huge. A terrific play by a really good dude. The defense, five sacks. Danico Autry with two. Tyquan Lewis with two. We told you about Tyquan Lewis throughout training camp, right? He looked like a different dude. Looks like a different dude now. He's not getting a whole lot of snaps, but the snaps he gets, he's making the most of. Good for him. This is a defensive line that's deep, and they like to attack. And when they put pressure on the quarterback, good things happen. And they've got to blitz once in a while to be able to do it. And Matt Eberflus has been less reluctant to blitz 
over the last few weeks, and I think that that in part is responsible for this uptick in defensive productivity for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Darius Leonard, his strip sack, really, really good, terrific play, uh, led to a TD. Darius Leonard being back, really, really important. And thank God that groin held up. Groins can be so funky. You know, if you go out just a little bit too early and you tweak that thing, it can be an ongoing concern for the rest of the season. It looked like he got through that game completely healthy yesterday. Uh, Jordan Wilkins, 20 carries, 89 yards, a TD and a a two-point conversion. Wilkins was terrific yesterday, and he had been a guy who was kind of a change of pace running back for the Colts over his first two seasons where he'd break off like a 50-60 yarder every once in a while, and that buffeted his average. He's capable of taking it to the house. Yesterday, he was just capable of running the ball hard and getting uh, getting positive yardage where there might not have been a whole lot to get. Good for Wilkins. Um, Naheem Hines, a couple of receiving touchdowns, really good playmaker. And, you know, we keep waiting for him to sort of be that Darren Sproles guy. Yesterday he was. And the touchdown celebrations were awesome, right? The cartwheel into the flip with a twist, that's pretty unbelievable. And to be able to do it twice, although he just finished the rotation on the second. Look, here's the thing. I love fun and and I love flamboyance. However, if they cause injury, I don't like them at all. So let's not do that. Let's not try to do a couple of flips and then land on our face. And, and cause problems. Uh, and then Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was terrific yesterday. 23 of 33, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 123.5 passer rating. When Philip Rivers plays clean, we've said it forever. When he plays clean, the Colts win. His teams win. When he's had a career through the course of a year, when he's had a 65 or better QBR. His teams, and and it's only happened five previous seasons for Rivers with the Chargers. His Chargers teams went to the playoffs four times. His QBR today is at 67.5. So he's within that window. Those have been his best seasons. And because those were his best seasons, those have been the best seasons for the teams he's quarterbacked. Yesterday, he was terrific. If he can play like that, This is a team that can win a lot of games. Now they face the tough part of the schedule. The Baltimore, how about this? We talked about all the teams that the Colts are going to play over the next four weeks, being 5-1 and going into yesterday's game. They all lost. The Ravens lost. The Titans lost. So the Colts are atop the AFC South, or at least tied with uh, the Tennessee Titans. And the Packers lost to the Vikings. So they all took one on the chin. And this Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium, you've got the Colts and the Ravens. It's going to be a hell of a test. Uh, The Ravens got to figure some things out. And if you're going to stop the Ravens, you're going to stop Lamar Jackson. That's the whole deal. And that's everything. You stop him, you stop the Ravens. And uh, similarly, if the Ravens were able to stop Phillip Rivers, if they can put pressure on Phillip Rivers and get him to throw the ball a little bit earlier, similarly to what the Colts did to Stafford yesterday, speed up his clock a little bit, you got something. If you play that Matt Eberflus soft zone on the back end and you don't get pressure, 
you got big problems. And you saw that yesterday. That's when Stafford was really effective. When the Lions were able to stop the four guys coming at him, coming at Stafford, and kind of hold them at bay, and Stafford got comfortable, he got really, really good. You can't allow that. And and if they can stop your four, you got to bring a fifth, and you got to figure it out, right? You're going to have to blitz, and then you're going to have to make it up on the back end somehow. But you can't not get pressure on the opposing quarterback if you're going to play that soft-ass zone. Uh, the ugly yesterday, or uh, let's go to the bad first. Jonathan Taylor, 11 carries, 22 yards. That's not the kind of, it's not the kind of average two yards a carry that the Colts need out of Jonathan Taylor, and that's really the reason why Jordan Wilkins was pressed into into extended service, a, a, service, a career high in carries. Uh, and uh, Roberto Blankenship, two missed extra points, can't have it. The one wasn't his fault. It was a bad snap. Sanchez got it down, but it was late, and so Blankenship pushed it. The other one, that's on Blankenship. The first extra point, uh, extra points that he's missed since forever. I don't know how many he missed in high school, but he didn't miss a one in college. He was like 200 for 200. And then the ugly Rigoberto Sanchez with a punt block can't have it. That led to a Lions touchdown. Without that, the Colts played a really, really clean game and just absolutely mopped the floor with uh, a team that coming in was 3-3. Three and three. It wasn't terribly bad. Could have been 1-5, though. They had won a couple of games late, including last weekend against the Falcons, where they scored on the last play of the game. Uh, but the Colts, it, it's starting to get interesting. It, it, they're exactly where we thought they were going to be. We thought the the four for this team was five and two, given their first seven opponents. His defense, good enough to win games as long as Rivers doesn't lose you the game. And that's exactly what's happened. The two games that the Colts have lost, Rivers has thrown more than one interception. He's got to play clean. You play clean, you win games. That's what the Colts have got ahead of them. Hopefully they're able to do that against the tight or against the uh, Ravens, then the Titans, then the Packers, then the Titans again. If you can split those games, if you can wind up this stretch seven and four, you are in great shape, and and you're really looking at ten and six or eleven and five. With either of those records, you wind up back in the playoffs, and that's kind of the ceiling for this team. That's where you feel like this team ought to be. Going to the playoffs, not going too deep into the playoffs, not going to the Super Bowl, but being good enough to churn out wins and then take your chances once you get to the postseason. How about uh, how about these statistics? All right, um, fifty-seven yard disparity in penalty yards—that's huge for the Colts. And and those penalties for the Lions were crippling, stupid penalties. You can't have stupid penalties and win games in the NFL. These teams are too evenly matched. If you are dumb, if you don't play disciplined football, you got problems. And and speaking of that, the face, the physical presence of Matt Patricia just makes you want to, you know, cop a squat on the turf and take a nap. He is not an inspiring presence on the sidelines. He sits in negative judgment all the time. And this is a hallmark of Belichick disciples, right? With Belichick, you know you're being held to a high standard, and he's got the championship rings to prove 
that he knows what the hell he's doing. His disciples go out, they cop the same attitude, but without the result, players are like, yeah, I had enough of this guy. You saw it in Denver with Josh McDaniels. You're, you're seeing it with Matt Patricia. You saw it with Charlie Weiss. You know what, Charlie, you didn't invent football, for the love of God. Um, so, uh, yeah, oh, T.Y. Hilton. Forgot about T.Y. Hilton. Left with a bit of a groin. That's not good. Yeah, and here's the thing that you know, and, and the guys are always the last to know themselves. As you get older and the injuries pile up, you don't become less injury prone. T.Y. Hilton, the injuries are starting to mount, and so you're seeing the diminishing of returns on the other end. Um, Rocky Seen, he was hitting ahead late, and, and so... Uh, he left the game. He wasn't happy about it. Hopefully, he gets through the concussion protocol if he's in it, gets through that quickly and is able to play this Sunday uh, against the Ravens. A time of possession disparity also huge. 37-46 for the Colts, 22-14 for the Lions. You can't score if you don't have the ball. And, and that's kind of what the Colts did. The Colts uh, manhandled. The Lions. It was terrific. It was fun. Indiana University winners this uh, this past Saturday against Rutgers at Rutgers in Piscataway. Not a bad performance for the Hoosiers. 37-21. I, and I told you on Friday I didn't buy the Hoosiers as a double-digit favorite in the Big Ten. Maybe it's time to kind of reconfigure our psychology about Indiana University football. They went out and beat Penn State, granted, they beat them on the scoreboard only. But this past Saturday, they beat Rutgers. Now, one of the things that I'm really not happy about with Indiana are the dumbass penalties. Can't have it. You've got to be more disciplined than that to beat a good team. And they play a good team despite what happened to this team in East Lan- or uh, hell in Ann Arbor over the weekend. They lost to Michigan State. Michigan did. Now they've got Indiana down in Bloomington. Got to find a way to play clean football, not shoot yourself in the foot, not get terrible penalties. Got to be better than that. Got to be more disciplined than that. Tom Allen's got to be a better coach than that. Uh, Notre Dame, they, oh, and by the way, uh, Taiwan Mullen was terrific. Two and a half sacks on Saturday. Ought to be the defensive player of the week in the Big Ten. He was really, really good. Game-changing effort from Mullen. What a terrific play. You know, you think about uh, cornerbacks historically at Indiana University, and the list of great ones, it's not very long. Maybe Tracy Porter? I think he was a cornerback. I don't think he was a safety, but he was a defensive back. Anyway, defensive backs, you think of Tim Wilbur. I think Tim Wilbur, Tracy Porter. That's it. I think Taiwan Mullen is, uh, at the minimum, you know, at least among those guys. Uh, looked terrific on Saturday. Uh, 17-0. They outscored Rutgers in the second quarter. Michael Penix, 17-26 for 238. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. He's kind of that Phillip Rivers guy. If he plays clean, he got a really good chance to win. We'll see if he's able to do it against Michigan on Saturday. Got to clean up the penalties, though. Um, <clears throat> Purdue, they beat Illinois 31-24, so that was a push. And Purdue should have covered. Purdue had all kinds of opportunities to score 
more often. They just didn't get it done. T turnovers. Uh, I didn't like this game because if I had had, if I had invested, I would have invested in Purdue, and that push never should have happened. Notre Dame beat Georgia Tech thirty-one thirteen, so they got Clemson this week. Not as sexy a game as it would have been if Trevor Lawrence was playing. He's not going to play because he's in COVID protocol. Not concussion protocol, COVID protocol. We got a lot of protocols. Protocols all over the place. And so, but this is a huge game for the Irish. Because if the Irish lose this game and Clemson isn't playing Lawrence, that is really a ding on their college football playoff resume. Whereas... If Clemson loses, they say, well, we didn't have Trevor Lawrence. So what are you going to do? You, you knew we were behind the eight ball when this thing started, right? But if Notre Dame loses, that's a different animal entirely. Hopefully, the Irish can get the win. That game, 7.30 on NBC this Saturday. Ought to be terrific. The Cubs declined their $25 million option on John Lester. John Lester would like to stay with the Cubs at a reduced salary, and that's fine. I mean, John Lester's made about $200 million playing baseball. He doesn't need 25. Well, who am I to say? What am I as his agent? We'll take less. This is why I wouldn't be a very good agent. So what John Lester did, knowing that the Cubs weren't going to pick up that option, he bought Chicago a beer. If you went into the Lodge or Butch McGuire's or someplace like that on Division Street and you said, hey, I want a Miller Lite, put it on John's tab, you got it for free. John Lester picked up the tab. That is a class act. That, you know what? He came to Chicago a little bit late in his career, but the last six years, he's been terrific. I, and we dog out John Lester a lot because he, he runs a count 0-2, and, and then all of a sudden he wastes 3, and it's 3-2, and two, and you think, my God, i got better things to do with my day than watch John Lester not challenge hitters and run full counts. But buying uh, the city of Chicago a beer, I like that a lot. Um, the NBA and NBPA, they got to negotiate a start date for the NBA season. The NBA would like it to be December 22nd. If that date gets pushed into January, what the NBA is talking about is losing up to a billion dollars over what they would lose if the start date was uh, December 22nd. That works out to be Right about a million dollars. Is that right? Let me do the math here correctly. Um, if it, well, it could be between 500 million, this math is easier, between 500 million and a billion dollars. If it's only the 500 million, that works out to roughly, no, I'm right, because it's a 50-50 split, right? So if it's a billion players, this is what happens when I do math. Can you see the steam Coming off my scalp, can you see? I'm like Grandpa Munster trying to do math. The smoke is going to start billowing out of my ears um, because it's 50-50. That's a $500 million loss to players. There are roughly 500 players in the NBA. That means an average of a million dollars per player. You don't think the players are going to want to show up on December 22nd given the loss that would be uh, waged upon them if, if they want to sit for another month. Plus, uh, a good portion, like you look at the teams that played in the finals, right? You look at the Heat and the Lakers, and they played until, what, October 11th or whatever. So they get a month, month and a half off before they got to get back to camp and start really working hard. I get it. 
they'd like a little bit more time off. But you've got eight teams that didn't go into the bu- bubble that haven't played since March 12th. That's nine months off they're going to have. I think they're ready to play basketball, and they're not going to want to forfeit a million dollars so that the Lakers and the Heat can sit on their asses for an extra four weeks. That's not just going to, that's not going to happen. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? When I start doing math, things get dicey. Uh, Tim Dorr, happy birthday. Troy Knight, happy birthday. Karen Beadsley Trailer, happy birthday. Max Emfinger, happy birthday. Michael Jenkins, Matt Roebling, and Brian Petrovich. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Uh, I'm doing push-ups every day because we got to bring awareness to uh, veterans committing suicide. 22 times a day, veterans commit suicide. Can't have it. All right, so, so let's be supportive of our veterans. And as a nation, let's take good care of them. Let's take good care of their mental health. Let's give them the support they need to assimilate back into a normal routine and a normal life. Can we do that? I think that's the least we can do for the people who fight to keep us safe, fight to keep us free. Uh, We will talk to you later this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. And guess what? I am am contributing as an expert analyst at uh, 8.9 Seconds. So I'll write my first piece for them uh, today and and talk about stuff uh, regarding Victor Oladipo. Because that's the question, right? Is Vic going to be back? Is he going to be traded? What should the Pacers do about this? And of course, the answer is, what can they get in return? We'll talk about that a little bit later today. Can't wait to talk to you then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.